1: Good day everybody, welcome on in, episode 137 of the Talkin' Fires podcast and YouTube show. We got some exciting news today, I was not planning on going live right now and recording this episode at 9.16am Pacific Time, but we have a trade that has happened. The San Diego Padres acquire Matt Beatty, an outfielder, a first baseman, has played also some third base I think in his career. They acquire him from the Los Angeles Dodgers. In return, the Dodgers get right-handed pitching prospect River Ryan, A.J. Preller announced today. To make room on the 40-man roster, the Padres placed left-handed pitcher Drew Pomerantz on the 60-day injured list, which is kind of expected. Uh, A past episode couple episodes ago, you know, Kevin A.C. I talked about Kevin A.C.'s update that Pomerantz was not going to be on a mound until May. Uh, so that's expected that this is the move that they make, but definitely an exciting deal. Before we get into it and what my thoughts are and what anyone in the chat's thoughts are, uh, this episode is sponsored by Gaglion Bros, famous cheesesteaks and subs. GaglioneBros.com to view their entire menu located in Point Loma located at Sports Arena, located at Petco Park. During the season, starting April 14th, the Padres' home opener against Matt Olson, Ozzy Albies, Dansby Swanson, and the Atlanta Braves. So let's get right into it here. I had some notes also. We'll we'll talk about Kevin Acey's uh, roster projection as well. I was planning on doing that tomorrow because I work later today, but I was planning – so. I was planning on doing the roster projection a little bit tomorrow, but at, since we're doing this breaking news kind of episode right now, might as well uh, do the roster projection too. Uh, but to get into this Matt Beatty news, just to start off here. So, obviously they get Matt Beatty, Dodgers get River Ryan like I mentioned, and this was a move I wasn't expecting uh, just because it was you know in the division, but... The Dodgers did DFA Matt Beatty sometime last week and so that set up the possibility that teams had, you know, they had 10 days to make a trade uh, with the Dodgers to get Matt Beatty and because the Dodgers had DFA'd him, they knew that they weren't going to get a whole lot back regardless of what team that they dealt with and the Padres ended up taking uh, this bargain you know, or this you know this chance on Matt Beatty and we'll see where it goes. Matt Beatty for anyone who needs uh, some you know history on him, he's 28 years old, hit 262 so far in his career, uh, 425 OPS, 556 major league plate appearances. Uh, he's hit 18 home runs, 91 uh, runs driven in. he's scored about 80 runs. Six feet tall, 215 pounds, left-handed hitter, so that kind of helps as well with the Padres' lineup. Uh, And A.J. Preller, you know, he likes his versatility, and he's getting versatility here with Matt Beatty. According to the Padres' uh, official release that they had here, uh, Beatty's made 45 starts at first base in his career, 64 uh, appearances in left field, 46 starts in left. He's made 69 total appearances. By the way, at first, 45 of those were starts, like I mentioned. 22 appearances and nine starts in right field. 14 appearances and seven starts in third base or at third base. So they're getting versatility here. Uh, there's questions that I can, you know, definitely expand upon, you know, with this acquisition uh, in terms of where Beatty would play. What that means for guys like Eric Cosmer because Beatty can play first base, and we'll get into that as well. Uh, but 15 postseason games so, for, so far in his postseason, uh, in his uh, major league career, obviously with the Dodgers 2019 through 2021. Uh, it says here that he collected one hit in three of his first four playoff games in the 2019 NLDS against the Nationals. He was selected by the royals initially in the 48th round of the 2011 first year player draft so that's just the regular amateur amateur draft Uh, but didn't sign went to belmont university and then was drafted uh, a few years later by the dodgers in 2015 in the 12th round Uh, so he hit 270 last year made the opening day roster for the dodgers Uh, So it says here that he was designated for assignment last Wednesday, March 23rd. And so that's the Padres ended up picking him up in this trade. Again, I don't know a whole whole lot about River Ryan, uh, but it does say that he's a right-handed pitcher. And you just kind of hope that this this doesn't come into one of those like max free deals or whatever, and he ends up being a superstar or something. But he's not one of the Padres' top prospects. I, I've never I I never heard of him, and I'm a, a big pottery fan, diehard pottery fan. I, th- I think I know a little bit about their farm system more than probably most people. I'd never heard of River Ryan before, so uh, we'll see, you know who that who he actually is. Uh, but in terms of obviously, you're not here for River Ryan talk. You're here for Matt Beatty talk, uh, and just some questions that I have. You know, I, I'm literally coming. I mean this this news happened. Like the MLB alert literally just popped up and I know they're a little late on things, but it literally just happened And so literally you're getting my really like initial reaction here But first let's get some reaction from the fans here. Adam says what's up, Ben? I like the trade. AJ Preller buying low on Matt Beatty. I think he's buying low here. Obviously I kind of mentioned that earlier with him you know, Beatty being DFA'd that means that the Dodgers gave up on him essentially and they didn't have room for him. And so when you're literally DFAing someone, you can't go ask for top prospects back because you're obviously, you're not the team with the leverage. Seems kind of like the Padres had some leverage there because they were like, hey Dodgers, do you want someone back? Hey, you want someone back? Here you go, we'll at least give you him, we'll at least give you River Ryan back You know, in this deal. Uh, But I did see a Dennis Lynn tweet right before I came on. uh, Where is it? Here it is. The Padres, this is the Padres, according to Dennis Lynn, this is the Padres' first trade with the Dodgers since that Yasmani Grandal and Zach Eflin trade, you know, Matt Kemp coming to the Padres. Obviously, that worked out really well for the Dodgers and didn't work out for the Padres. And so hopefully... It's the Padres' turn for a deal like this to work out—a Padres-Dodgers deal. Obviously, that was a while back that they made that Yasmani Grandal, Zach Eflin, Matt Kemp deal, uh, and Matt Kemp ended up being traded to the Braves, you know, a couple years later, and Grandal ended up, you know, being the starting catcher there and being in playoff in the playoffs. And Zach Eflin's now one of the Phillies' best starting pitchers, so that deal did not work out great for the Padres. Um, And, you know, years after that Yasmani Grandal deal, they end up having Austin Hedges catching and Francisco Mejia catching and, you know, a lot of different fill-ins. And now they have Austin Nola, you know, and they, you know, maybe they would have still had Yasmani Grandal if they didn't make that deal catching, being the starting catcher, and instead... They had to trade Ty France and Taylor Trammell and Andres Munoz so that they could get back Austin Nola and Austin Nola hasn't stayed healthy and now you know Luis Camposano maybe they trade him maybe they keep him who knows you know they just had to make a trade for Jorge Alfaro to give them another catcher so that deal really didn't work out and then there was a lot of different after you know effects that hasn't worked really great for the Padres in their favor But again, like I mentioned, hopefully this deal does work out for the Padres. Um, River Ryan, a 2021 11th round pick. Uh, Beatty has a career 779 OPS against righties. Dennis says he can play either corner outfield position. That seems like the role that I would think he's going to be in. Uh, Adam says in the comments here, Matt Beatty didn't get enough playing time in the outfield with the Dodgers because of how stacked it is good for Beatty. That's what it seems like. And I agree with you, Adam. Um, It seems like Matt Beatty, he, it was one of those where you have AJ Pollock, you have Mookie Betts, right? You have Cody Bellinger, you have Chris Taylor. At one, at some point you want to get something back for him. You know, what, you know, what are you really going to have Matt Beatty on the roster for if he's not going to get playing time? Uh, So yeah, I think the Padres can benefit and give him, you know, a greater role with the, with the Padres. And hopefully he, you know, has this kind of like revenge tour on the Dodgers and says, you shouldn't have given up on me. Here you go. I'm going to go beat you now. Yeah. So hopefully that's what happens. Um, Let's see. Alex Silva says in the comments, if Beatty can play, can get playing time, he can hit 20 home runs. Uh, I, I think so. He hit 20. I think he hit 20 home runs last year uh, but we will go through the splits and the big question for me after this is is he the starting left fielder or is it a platoon with Profar is Mazar the fifth outfielder uh, because it definitely seems like Beatty would be at least the fourth outfielder that's what I would do just first glance uh, but I know it does take time for players to adjust to their new team and all that uh, but we'll definitely see what his role is and let me just check twitter twitter uh, real quick just to see some uh, any tweets coming in here from Padres, Beat Riders, or anything. The Dodgers have made it official. Dodgers trade infielder out for their Matt Beatty to San Diego in exchange for minor league infielder River Ryan. So, is this like it seems like a Jake Cronerworth situation with River Ryan, where River Ryan is an infielder and a pitcher? Because yeah. The Dodgers are listing Ryan in this release that they have as an infielder, where the Padres are listing him as a right-handed pitcher. In the stats I looked up right before the show, it seemed like those were batting stats. So it seemed like they had his infield stats. So who knows? Um, This is not Beatty-related, but AJ, A.J. Cassaville just said, Luis Garcia, writer-reliever Luis Garcia, dealing with a side issue. Hasn't thrown off a mound since his first Cactus League outing. Likely going to open the season on the IL, but I'm watching... Castell's saying he's watching him play catch as he types it, so it doesn't seem like a long-term thing. So that would probably open the door for Ryan Weathers to definitely make the roster, or maybe Steven Wilson or Nabil Matt to be on the roster and place the Luis Garcia Again, they do have that 28-man roster, not 26, and we'll get into that with AC's uh, roster projection after, you know, really getting into this Matt Beatty uh, discussion here. Bob Melvin has commented on Matt Beatty saying, quote, he's a professional at bat, he's got a high on base percentage, the kind of guy that takes a lot of pitches, could see him as a pinch hitter potentially, can play a little outfield, a little first base, so he's got some versatility there. So it seems like, based on what Bob Elvin initially just said there saying that could see him as a pinch hitter potentially, maybe that you would think that, that's, that Profar is still the left fielder and that Beatty is gonna be the fourth outfielder. That's what it seems like there. And with the versatility, that's my question here. Uh, my question, I know he's not a huge power bat like Profar as well, uh, but my question is, Now that Beatty has that verse, they have more versatility with Beatty, he can play first. And so if Hosmer's not hot at the plate and a lefty's on the mound, do they have... I know Beatty's a lefty, Uh, and against lefties in his career, he has a 596 OPS. I'm not sure what Hosmer's is right off the top of my head, but would they go with Beatty there i i don't know if he's a better defensive first baseman than hosmer but i would guess i mean hosmer just has not been great at all defensively uh in a poverty uniform in the regular season in his four years here so would they put him at first and really emphasize health with foy and just keep him literally as the DH the whole year maybe that happens and but i know hosmer and Beatty are both left-handed uh hitters So a platoon isn't likely there because a platoon involves left and right-handed hitters usually. Uh, So we'll see with that. Uh, Kevin AC said, it seems like this is a Bob Melvin quote. Quote, we know we like the profile of the bat. So a much-needed left-handed hitter, guy who can play some outfield. uh, And definitely, you know, from the division rival, knows the Dodgers, probably knows how to attack some of those hitters. Uh, probably has been some conversations with the pitchers over there, and might, that might be able to help the Padres as well. Uh, Nando three hundred and ninety here says Beatty is trash. Uh, I don't really agree with that. I think it's more of maybe you're just looking at his stats, and you're not looking, uh, you're not really looking at a situation that he had. You know, his situation was he wasn't a starting outfielder because he had an MVP. A couple former MVPs and an all star in that outfield. He has Chris Taylor, the ultimate utility guy, probably the best utility man in baseball, as the fourth outfielder, essentially. So he's not going to get a whole lot of playing time there. So I think this is a chance for him to flourish with the Padres. And I like this move. Again, it's not Nick Castellanos or Chris Bryant or someone like that. But at the same time, this is a good depth move, I think. I think you'll see him get some starts. Uh, and Jerks and Profar switch hits, so he he can hit lefty as well. Um, So gut reaction, you know, my answer down in the ticker is he the starting left fielder now. My gut reaction based on that Bob Melvin comment and Jerks and Profar, you know, can switch hit, I would think that he's not. I would think that Beatty is the fourth outfielder ahead of Nomar Mazzara. Uh, But at least right now the Padres have five outfielders now. Uh, if you have Profar as the left fielder, you know, with Myers in right, Grisham in center, uh, Profar in left, Beatty, fourth outfielder, Mazar fifth outfielder. You know, it looks like they have five outfielders now when they only had four. Uh, now, you would hope that Beatty has more power, you know, in left field. Uh, if he does play some left field or if he gets more at bats, uh, if an injury happens, obviously you don't want that to happen, but if that does happen... Uh, but it, it, to me, it just seems like if he gets more consistent at bats, the Padres believe that he can really be an impact player for them. You know, in the outfield, that's my thinking. Just reading these immediate comments from Bob Melvin and just the Padre beat writers that I'm, you know, looking at here. Uh, let's see. So, in terms of comparing Profar and Matt Beatty. Their platoon splits because I know that I know Profar's a switch hitter, uh, but I just wanted to look at the platoons, the career platoon splits for Matt Beatty and Jerks and Profar, and I'll share my screen here for the YouTube audience. Matt Beatty, let's see here. Okay, in his career, Matt Beatty against right-handed pitchers, two hundred twenty-one. 221 games, hitting 267, 339 on base, 440 slugging, 779 OPS. Against lefties, hitting 224, 286 on base, 310 slugging, 596 OPS. So he hits better against righties. Then you move over to jerks and profar in his career uh, against right handed pitchers. He has 235 batting average, 322 on base, 395 slugging, 717 OPS. And against lefties, 239 average, 314 on base, 357 slugging percentage, 671 OPS. So what I take from here in terms of I'm a big OPS guy because that really combines the guy's Full kind of hitting, his ability to get on base. And when he does get on base through hits, how many of those are extra bases? And Beatty does not hit as well against lefties as Profar does in terms of OPS in their career. But against righties, he has a higher OPS in his career over against Profar in comparison to Profar. So maybe you could see against righties, Beatty gets some at-bats And against lefties Profar, you know, is the left fielder I still think that uh, Profar Is the starting left fielder Just especially like I just mentioned Looking at the comments That Bob Melvin just made And I know that those can change And all of that, but those are my Initial thoughts on If Matt Beatty's Addition changes who The starting left fielder is Um, So give me your thoughts in the chat. Love to hear your thoughts. What do you think of this edition? Do you think Beatty should start? Are there aspects of this that I'm not really looking at? Uh, Just going through the comments here. Johnny Cage comments, what's the reports on that pitcher River Ryan? So that's interesting. I touched on that earlier. I don't know what the reports are because there's conf- there's really conflicting reports the Padres had him as a pitcher the Dodgers have him as an infielder so is this a Jake Cronenworth situation where he can pitch and in, in, uh, play infield and they're going to try to use him that way or they're going to convert him to an infielder or are they going to use him as a pitcher I don't know the Dodgers list him as an infielder so you'd think that they're going to use him as a position player but the Padres, it's weird for the Padres to list him as a pitcher. So I, I'm not too sure if they were even on the same page of what River Ryan was or if this was literally the best deal that the Dodgers got because, again, they DFA'd Beatty, so they ju- they were just trying to get something back for him. And they were like, I don't care what you think of him as. We think of him as something else. We're just going to make this deal and you know, move on here and hope that Beatty doesn't come and you know, beat us. But I really hope that Beatty uses this you know, this is like a big motivational thing, and uh he really ends up whooping the Dodgers butts, you know, this season for the Padres. Let's look up Matt Beatty's contract situation. Cause he is twenty-eight years old. Let's see here. Cause I know he was DFA'd, so that might be hard to find his Contract details All right, I have an article here that said from yesterday that the Dodgers renewed Matt Beatty's contract Him and Andrew tolls minimum league salary. Okay, so it's seven hundred thousand dollars is what it looks like is Matt Beatty's deal uh, His contract and he's played Let's go back here to see how many years he's played in the big leagues. I think three, yeah, three. So I think he has three more years left on his deal, right? Uh, That's what I would imagine, played three years, three parts of three seasons, and then three more years left before free agency. That's, I guess, that's what I would think is his uh, contract situation. He had a .3 war in, according to baseball reference, .3 war in 19, negative .5 war in 2020, .1 war in 2021. But again, he didn't get as many at-bats. He's not, he wasn't a firm starter with the Dodgers because they're loaded. So I'm a believer that he's going to get some more opportunities with the Padres, and I think you could see him have better numbers with the Padres with more at bats because he did have some good moments with the Dodgers. It doesn't seem like to me at least that he like really struggled with velocity. So I don't think it's as much of a Ha-Sung Kim situation where they want him more at bats to, you know, so he can get some velocity, you know, deal with velocity, get more experience with velocity. I just think just get him more at bats. Um, I'm not really seeing anything here, any other additional tweets here. Let's try to look at some Dodger fans' thoughts on this. Matt Beatty just tweeted, thank you Dodger fans on his Instagram. Okay, here's, oh, okay, wow. All right, here is Matt Beatty's Instagram for the YouTube audience. Then I'll read the message that he has for the podcast audience. This is from Matt Beatty's Instagram. He's playing a little highlight video of some of his Dodger highlights. And look, there's a home run against Kyle Hendricks that he's showing. He does have some power. Uh, 2015 was the beginning of this journey in professional baseball. This is Matt Beatty's words from his Instagram 31 minutes ago uh divers gave me the opportunity to make my childhood dreams a reality through many games through the system midland rancho tulsa and oklahoma city i had some of my best memories with some of my closest friends then in 2019 my dreams became a reality the team the staff and the fans all took me in with open arms i can't be thankful enough for that from all the walk-offs 106 wins in 2019 and 2021 and winning the world series in 2020 Dodgers fans, you made playing games in L.A. fun and filling up the seats to make road games feel like home games. Forever thankful to this organization and couldn't be more proud to, hope to put on that Dodger blue. Never once took that for granted. So, seemed, you know, really thankful for his time with the Dodgers. Uh, and I'm excited to see him play with the Padres and see him get, again, I think he'll get some type of more playing time. Just looking more at Dodger fans reaction on Twitter here one says a little sad to see one of ours go But he'll likely have more opportunities to play. So maybe it's better for him. That's my thought process here Another one. I'm happy for him. Didn't get his fair shake in LA Uh, There was a Dodger fan by the way This is kind of funny a Dodger fan is now gonna have Let me look this up a Dodger fan is now gonna have Matt Beatty's tattoo on his body as a Dodger fan, and he's going to see him playing with the Padres, which I think is pretty funny. I think it was him and Bellinger. Yeah, here it is. I'll share my screen here. Here's the tattoo. This Dodger fan, he got Matt Beatty's tattoo on him. I don't know why, but there it is. So I don't know uh, why that fan did that, but that's kind of funny. Looking at some more Dodger fan reactions. I think it, just because they saw him play more than I did and the much most Padre fans did. Bad move. One says, good utility, better than Zach McKinstry or whatever his last name is. Uh, let's see. He's probably going to rake this season. Wish him the best of luck. Bad part, he went to a division rival. What kind of trade was this with an emoji? Uh, Let's see. He's going to carry a grudge. Now I really hate him. All right, so now, now, yeah, some saying I hate it. Yeah, so Dodger fans, some it's mixed. Dodger fans, some are being a little classy, just they realized his the situation, and then some are, yeah, pissed, as uh, Jason says there. Jason says this is a steal. I think it could be, but I don't, I don't think that um, – I still don't think he's a starting left fielder right now, though. I think he can be, but at the same time, I think right now, from Bob Melvin's comments, I think – it could be a steal if he really produces off the bench, but right now it seems like he's the fourth outfielder. So I, I disagree a little bit there, Jason, with you saying he's the left field starter. I know we like Profar as a utility guy, but Beatty, you got to remember, he's also kind of a utility guy as well. Johnny Cage. Uh, let's see. or Let's go to Alex's comment first. I think that's kind of intertwined with Johnny. Alex says, I can see them getting another bat who can hit lefties and platoon them. I can see them getting two guys who hit 15 to 20 homers instead of one guy who hits 30. Well, if they get another bat, then I would think CJ Abrams doesn't make the opening day roster then, and we'll get into that with the AC uh, you know, projection that he came out with before this Beatty trade. Uh, if they get another outfielder, then They'd still have Beatty there, listed as an outfielder. You'd think they'd have Profar there still as a utility guy, and he would probably move more to an infielder, and then Abrams would probably wouldn't be on the roster. Now, if they got the outfielder, depending on who it is, then I think fans probably might be okay with not having Abrams to at least start. I want Abrams on the roster, but maybe if they're seeing uh, an outfielder, They like the outfielder he brings power to the team something like that then maybe they're like okay yeah i'm okay with this you know to start the season you know aj you know kind of fixed the left field hole a little more so then johnny says there's a flaw to that logic wasn't adam frazier an all-star for the pirates and was hitting over 300 and traded to san diego fell off a cliff he did you're right about that but adam frazier wasn't a 15 to 20 home run guy that's the difference there between Johnny, Adam Frazier, and what Alex was saying. Getting two guys that hit 15 to 20 home runs, so each guy hits 15 to 20 home runs. Adam Frazier didn't even do that. Mike says, very low risk, high reward deal, nice deal for Preller. That's what it seems like right now, but again, I'm pretty sure that's what we thought uh, with like you know when we gave when we gave the Dodgers Zach Eflin, and then he turns out to be a good starter for the Phillies. I know it's a different team, not the Dodgers, but that's what that's probably what we said then. So obviously we'll see if it's a good move, but it seems like a good move right now because I don't like I don't know. I know probably fans don't know who River Ryan is. So yeah, I, I can understand you know where Mike's coming from, and probably. Other pottery fans are coming from with that. Alex says Preller just trying to get his mojo back in small trades. I think I think he just took advantage that the Dodgers had too many great outfielders and so he just took them. I don't think if Beatty was on the Dodger roster and didn't get DFA'd, I don't think this move gets made. I think he because he was DFA'd, he saw that the Dodgers Don't have the leverage here, and was like, "Let's go make this deal." Because if he was starting, the Dodgers could tell Preller, Andrew Freeman, their GM, could tell Preller, like, "Hey, we envision him to play a Chris Taylor role, an important role for us this year." But when he's DFA, you obviously don't think that. Mike says he's willing to bet another deal is brewing before the start of the season. I'm kind. I'm kind of hesitated. I, I don't. I don't really think that's going to happen, in terms of outfield. Now, look, I said that probably last night. I think on the on uh, episode 136 when I went live. That's what I said then. That I didn't think of another move was going to happen. And then wake up the next morning and a move happens. So we'll see. You know, I, I was kind of. I. I didn't think another move was going to happen, but it ended up happening. So you're right in terms of Preller. I think you're right thinking that Preller could make another move. I think it could happen. You know, AJ likes to make moves, and we've seen him make moves close to the season. We saw the the Craig Kimbrell do. I know that didn't work out, but when he was traded to the Padres, that was right before the season started. So he can do it, uh, but... I don't think that's going to happen, but again, I like I mentioned, I didn't think it was going to happen last night or the night before, you know, when I was talking about ProFar and the roster. Heck, from what Preller was saying, he I don't think he thought it was another move was going to happen. He was saying that he thought that this is probably the roster we were going to go with and that ended up not being the case. All right, let's see here. Johnny asks, how is it a steal with the Dodgers turning unknown players into a solid player uh, like Justin Turner, Chris Taylor, Max Muncy? Yeah, I understand where you're coming from there. But wasn't Matt Beatty kind of like an unknown player as well? And so I think the pod, what I would take from that is that the Padres can kind of pull the Dodgers there and take – Matt Beatty, who was kind of having a small role, and you know, make him that valuable fourth outfielder off the bench, or if an injury happens, be a good starting outfielder. You know, I think that would be okay. I think that's what the Padres are kind of looking for here. And so, all I can say is, you hope that River Ryan doesn't turn into Max Freed, you know, or a Zach Eflin, you know, you hope, or a Corey Kluber. You hope that doesn't happen but it seems like he's going to be an infielder with the Dodgers. So I don't know. Rome loves Dan says on YouTube here, hope he comes to San Diego with a chip on his shoulder, not buddy buddy with his ex-Doyers teammates. Well, we know he's going to be buddy buddy when they play before the game and stuff, but I think he will have a chip on his shoulder. I think, I mean, I know this is with Padres related, but you saw Tommy Pham say that he had, it was like going to be like a revenge tour or whatever when he, uh, on social media with uh, in like a Reds uniform on spring training, not a revenge tour on the Padres, but like on the whole league. I was hearing something about that, so I think t- I think players that feel slighted by their old team or go to another team and that old team didn't want to give them the contract that they you know wanted and felt like they deserved, they have a chip on their shoulder, and I think hopefully that that could be. Something that serves the Padres and Matt Beatty well here. Mike comments, Voigt will play first against left-handed pitchers. I think he might. Uh, I know that that's probably the likeliest scenario. But maybe Matt Beatty is an option at first base against lefties if they don't want Hosmer in there. And if if they really don't want to have Luke Voigt in the field and they really want him to just focus on hitting and Minimize injury, I don't know uh, But yeah, I think Voight, that's a very likely scenario That he does play some He, I'll guarantee you this, he will play some First base against left-handed pitching He's been playing first base in spring training He'll play first base this year Probably against lefties uh, But Now with the Beatty acquisition, it, you can Question how much will he Play first You know, If he gets to a hot start at DH Do they want to keep him at DH? I think that's a question. So it's really fascinating. Alex says here, in terms of the outfield, AJ should go get guys like Tyrone Taylor from the Brewers. They have like five outfielders, and he hits 298 against lefties. I put a YouTube clip out there uh, about that with Tyrone Taylor and then possibly getting Tyrone Taylor, uh, and I think that could be. I like that fit. I talked about that on a previous episode last week, so I'd be for that. They have Yellich they have McCutcheon in Milwaukee they have Renfro, they have Lorenzo Kane so they're and then Tyrone Taylor as well so they're stacked in the outfield uh, and it's kind of it seems like a Matt Bailey situation as well where it doesn't seem like Ty- Tyrone Taylor will really get the at bats and so maybe the Padres will look to benefit off of that you know who knows? I would think that that trade doesn't happen. Uh, because they made that Matt Beatty-type move by getting Matt Beatty in terms of you know trying to just capitalize on someone who wasn't getting much at-bats. Look, it, I think it's interesting. I just thought of this in my head too. The two acquisitions offensively for the Padres this year were Luke Voigt this offseason, post-lockout, were Luke Voigt and Matt Beatty. And guess what those two have in common? Matt Beatty and Luke Voigt, they were on teams where They weren't going to get playing time. And so the Padres, with both of those moves, are trying to get something out of those players. And they see something in those players uh, that think, and they think that they can get some big impact from those players. And so the Dodgers and the Yankees, in their sake with Beatty and Voight respectively, they thought, why not make this deal? He's not going to get playing time. We can get something back and who knows if he turns into something. Justin Lang went to the Yankees and then River Ryan and the Dodgers. Who knows if we get something out of him. If we do, good. If we don't, well, he wasn't even going to be a big, significant contributor anyway. So, you know, at least we tried. I think that's the Dodgers and Yankees point of view, and I think the Padres are just looking to capitalize off of too much depth, if that makes sense, with the Dodgers and the Yankees organizations. All right, moving on to Kevin Acey's Padres roster projection. This was before the Matt Beatty news came out. Uh, He came out, Kevin A.C., Union Tribune, came out with his first roster projection. In the rotation, he had Mike Clevenger, Yu Darvish, uh, Nick Martinez, Joe Musgrove, and Blake Snell. Uh, He had Ryan Weathers and Chris Paddock piggybacking Blake Snell and Mike Clevenger initially. Gore and Triple-A. I thought, now, the order, I said Clev, Darvish, Martinez, Musgrove, Snell... That's not the or- He was doing that in alphabetical order, so that's not the order that the Potters are going to go with. But I would expect those to be the five starters. And I think with Luis Garcia, doesn't look like he's going to be ready for the season. That creates another spot open, and it looks like that could be Weathers' spot to come in. And he and then Paddock do, like AC said end up piggybacking snow and clevenger as they're ramping up slowly and clevenger obviously coming off tommy john they want to you know they don't want to rush it with him so i can see that happening uh, and i think the luis garcia like i just mentioned the luis garcia uh injury if you want to call it that um and him not probably not starting the season on the roster the 28 man roster i think that'll help out ryan weathers uh gore in triple a i think that's expected if he pitches really well, the, you know, his, what, he probably has, what, one or two more spring training starts. If he pitches well there, I still think that he starts in the minor leagues unless an injury happens or someone, like, really falls on their face. Uh, just because the Nick Martinez, he's on the roster with his contract. Paddock has the big league experience already, and he's pitched pretty well in spring training. Uh, and I don't think they want to start McKenzie Gore's service time clock unless. He's actually like really contributing and starting for the team. They don't want to play this up down game or same thing with CJ Abrams. They don't want to play this game where he's not starting, you know, he's on the bench. He's not playing a significant role on the team and he's just sitting there on the roster. It'd be better be in the minor leagues, get more playing time there. And you don't have the service time clock starting. Uh, So I agree kind of there with the rotation. The bullpen, AC has Austin Adams, Tim Hill, Pierce Johnson, Denelson Lamette, Paddock, obviously with the piggyback there, Weathers, uh, Robert Suarez, Craig Stammen, Emilio Pagan, and Steven Wilson. So Luis Garcia obviously doesn't look like he's going to start you know, for the season, so obviously like I mentioned, I think Weathers would take that spot, but here it seems like he already has Weathers on the roster and Steven Wilson taking Luis Garcia's spot. I am I was interested in that Steven Wilson pick for Macy. I think I'd go Nabil Crismat, uh, but that's just me with the Major League experience, and he pitched well last year for the Padres. He was probably one of their MVPs, their unsung heroes, if you will. So I'd be kind of interested to know more why he thinks Steven Wilson's going to be on it. Does he know stuff? Because... From what I read, he didn't really elaborate on Stephen Wilson, uh, but he has Stephen Wilson, the minor leaguer from El Paso, on the roster. I would go Chris Matt there as that last reliever, but we'll see. That's my only kind of discrepancy or my kind of argument there or disagreement with AC in the bullpen. For catchers, he has Alfaro Caratini and Nola with Camposano and AAA. I totally agree with that. The 28-man roster. I think they'll add that. They'll have Caratini in the on the roster if an injury happens with Nola, and that's happened happened last year throughout the year. Uh, something that happens with Alfaro, and Caratini can still catch. He's better defensively than Alfaro is. So I think they'll just have him on the roster. I discussed last night, episode 136, of some possible trade destinations. I think some fits: Dimebacks, Marlins, Mariners. I know Dimex is in the division, but in terms of just teams maybe looking for a backup catcher, I think those might be some fits for Caratini if they do trade him. And I think they are probably looking to, to deal him at some point. I think probably after April maybe uh, because with Nola catching Darvish, it seems like Darvish is you know coming to the realization that, look, the Potters are just trying to win here. We're trying to win. It's time to win. We're just going to go with the best catcher, the best all-around including offense, you know, best catcher, all-around catcher. And so that seems like Nola. And so it's they're, catch, they're catching uh, – Nola's catching Darvish. Seemed like the relationship's going well with those two uh, so far. And so I think Nola's the starting catcher. Alfaro's the second, and then Caratini. And I think I agree that those three will be on the roster uh, come opening day. Infield, he has C.J. Abrams making it, Jake Cronenworth, Eric Cosmer, Hassan Kim, Manny Machado. Again, this is before the Matt Beatty edition, so maybe the Matt Beatty edition doesn't have CJ on the roster, but at the same time, I think Beatty's seen more as an outfielder for the Padres, and CJ's an infielder. So, but let's say CJ makes the roster and Beatty's on the roster then would Mazzara not make it? And they still just go with four outfielders with Beatty as the fourth outfielder if they really want CJ on the roster. But then again, if they want CJ on the roster, then I would think that CJ is going to be a starting player there. He's going to start at second or short because I don't don't understand why you would have CJ on the roster if he's just going to be a bench player. AC said that he... That Abrams might get some semi-regular starts against right-handed pitching, as Abrams is a lefty, Kim's a righty, uh, so that could happen. But I just don't see having Abrams on the roster if you're not starting him consistently. I don't understand that. So that that, that just doesn't make sense to me. Get him more at bats in AAA. Have him playing every day in AAA. If you're not going to start him every day, you know, or close to every day. I know that Preller said that Kim's the starting shortstop, but I'm liking what I'm seeing out of CJ right now. And again, if they platoon like CJ and Kim, you know, Kim faces lefties, CJ faces righties, maybe that's something, but I'd still rather have CJ starting every day on the major league roster, or if he's not going to do that, have him on the minor league roster. You know, have him in AAA because I think CJ's service time is going to be very, very valuable right now. I think it's going to be valuable in the future, and I think it's valuable right now uh, because this guy's going to be a star. I think uh, so. Again, AC has Abrams, Cronenworth, Hosmer, Kim, Machado before the baby deal. So we'll see if anything is affected by that. Obviously, Cronenworth, Kim, Hosmer, and Machado are on the roster, but CJ is a question. In the outfield, before the Beatty deal, they had Grisham, Mazzara, Myers, Profar, AC did. Uh, Grisham in center, Mazara, the fourth outfielder, Myers in right, Profar in left. Uh, Luke Voigt at DH has an 81 OPS, uh, which is 23rd in Major League Baseball since the start of the 2018 season, uh, among those with at least 1,100 plate appearances. Uh, DH, obviously Voigt, he's consistently going to be the DH with the Beatty addition, I think. Um, he could play first against, you know, lefties, but we'll see if the Padres, you know, even want to experiment with Beatty playing first against lefties, you know, who knows? Uh, but the outfields expected, I would expect now with the Beatty addition for Beatty to be the fourth outfielder and Mazzara to be the fifth outfielder if Mazzara makes the roster now. Um, again, I think With the Beatty addition, one of them has to go, right? And I think they want three catchers, and so it comes down to what? Mazzara and CJ Abrams, right? I think that's what it would come down to. Do they want CJ on the roster, or do they want a fifth outfielder? You know, I'd personally rather have CJ starting games, so we'll see where that goes. But the Beatty addition does complicate some things, and it adds another question. On who that final, probably bench spot will be, or that'll go to, uh, or that final at least spot on the roster will go to, uh, position player wise, after this Matt Beatty addition. So again, rotation Kevin has Clevenger, Darvish, Martinez, Musgrove, Snell, Gore, and Triple A, bullpen, Adams, Hill, Johnson, Lamette, Paddock, Pagan, Stammon, Suarez, Weathers, Stephen Wilson. Catchers, Alfaro, Caratini, and Nola. Infield, C.J. Abrams, Jake Cronenworth, Eric Cosner, Hassan Kim, Manny Machado. Outfielder, or outfield, Trent Grisham, Nomar Mazzara, Will Myers, Jerkson Profar, and then D.H. Luke Voigt. Those are your 28 guys that AC has. Uh, but again, I'm sure that will definitely change now with the Matt Beatty addition, and I would think Matt is the fourth outfielder. Um, so that's the projection. I'll go through the comments here. See any more questions you guys have off of uh, those, that projection. Alex Silva asks on YouTube, with the Matt Beatty trade, he got to be trying to get rid of those catchers. Uh, well, Beatty doesn't really play catcher, but I see where you're getting from there, right? You add one roster guy, and now you got to get rid of one. but I think for April you, yes, to answer your question, Alex, yes, I think they are going to trade one of those catchers at some point this season. Um who is it who knows that's the question but in terms of the 28 man roster just going into April 7th on opening day I still think they go with the three catchers and probably like Mazar or CJ ends up not making the roster that's my gut instinct cuz I think they want to they want to have as many pitchers as they can and use those at least one of those two extra spots on a pitcher uh but that's, my, that's just my point of view. I'm not Bob Melvin, obviously. But that yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Rome loves Dan. Telling Johnny Cage, exactly, if he was half the player he was before, the Padres may have kept him or he would have received more offers elsewhere. And he's referring to Tommy Pham. Yeah, that Tommy Pham conversation, obviously, goes to the Reds for $7.5 Mutual option for 2023. The Padres weren't going to pay that. Uh I don't think if like if he was half the player he was before, I think you're saying if he was half the player he was in Tampa, the Potters may have kept him. I disagree if it was at 7.5 million. They weren't going to do 7.5 million dollars. They they're gonna stay under the number. You know, this they were comfortable making this Matt Beatty move because he's only gonna make seven hundred thousand dollars. Cause it, according to that Dodgers set I was looking at earlier, they uh the Dodgers gave them a, a major league minimum deal this year, so 700000 So that keeps them under that $230 million luxury tax threshold number. So they were fine making that move. Adam asked, can you see Caratini getting traded to a team like the Rays? Uh, the Rays, I mentioned on uh, last night's episode 136. I mentioned that the Rays, they have Mike Zanino as their starting catcher, and they're pretty good there. As a backup, they have Francisco Mejia, I think. And obviously we know Mejia didn't really turn out great with the Padres. But I still don't think they don't want to give up on him yet. I think it could be a fit. Um, but I don't know. Just gut instinct. I think they li- they really do like Mike Zanino as the starter. And he starts the majority of games, if I remember correctly, with Tampa. Uh and then Francisco Mejia, I would expect they're just working with him defensively and trying to help him out defensively. So I'd say this: I had Arizona, Miami, Seattle as my three, like one of my three uh, fits. Yesterday for Carratini in a possible deal, I think if I had to pick a fourth, Tampa would probably want, probably be that team uh, as that fit. So he could, you know, be dealt. But I think the Rays are also trying to contend and Meadows is a starter for them. So I don't think that deal happens, uh, especially before the season. I think the Rays really want to see where they're at in that competitive AL East, maybe before the deadline if things aren't working out. Uh, but So I think that's more of a wait and see on that. But again, what do I know, right? Like yesterday, I was thinking that Profar was going to be the starting left fielder and I think he still will be but I was thinking that they weren't going to make any more moves in the outfield and you know this morning they acquire Matt Beatty so who knows all right this has been a fun episode a reaction episode brought to you by Gaglion Bros famous cheese Sticks and subs located in Point Loma Sports Arena Petco Park Padres acquire Matt Beatty from the Los Angeles Dodgers if you're watching on replay on YouTube, I really appreciate it. Watching live here, hit that subscribe button to get those numbers up. I hope you appreciate me coming on live right after this deal happened, giving me my, giving me, giving you my reaction. Sorry, I'm jumbling words right now. Uh, hoping that you appreciate the content, and I'll be back probably tomorrow for another episode. I really appreciate your time. Again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anyone listening on the podcast, I appreciate it. Hit the notification button uh, on YouTube. Again, we're on TikTok, at TalkingFriars, Twitter, TalkingFriars, and as well on Instagram, at TalkingFriars. Ben Fadden signing off. Until next time, everyone, stay safe. Go Padres. See ya.